0: Yo, what is up everybody it's time for the end off the bench podcast. I am Daniel ball and I'm joined as always by my co-hosts, my partners in crime, my brothers from other mothers, Jim cross, Randy Jowers and guys tonight is episode nine. It is titled amazing starts here. It's so amazing that I don't want to waste any time. I want to hop right into it. So help me welcome on to the show with the biggest interview and in podcasting this week. Our guest tonight, New York Mets prospect Dylan Ross.
1: Dylan, my man, we appreciate you coming on. How are you tonight?
2: Yeah, pretty good. Appreciate y'all having me.
1: Absolutely, man. I want to dive right in. I saw some photos. You were at an event in Atlanta. Uh, a little couple weeks back, maybe a month or so ago, and I saw some photos where you guys might have been playing a game. The only thing that I think I can compete with you in, them cornhole bags. But more importantly, I got to ask you about your style of throwing the cornhole, man. I heard you just kind of sling it right in there. No air under it. Just toss it in.
2: Well, I think uh, why, like, waste the time of sliding it? I think it looks a little cooler when you just uh, dunk it in there.
1: (laughs) This is true. You know, my, my claim to fame, you know, and I, I played another big leaguer, John John Boland, plays for the Royals. And uh, he thought, you know, he's like, man, look, I'm a pro athlete. You can't beat me in anything. And I was like, oh, I can beat you in something. It's just not like really athletic. <laughs> and he's like, no, nah, you ain't beat me in nothing. So I had to go ahead and dust him off, man. So look, if we're ever around, man, I just want to challenge you to a little game of cornhole, man.
2: But I do slide. Yeah. yeah, we can set it up, you know, ain't really weird, you know.
1: It's not <laughs> no. a little fun. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And look, I got a question a little bit off the wall. First time we've ever asked this question. It came from the Spitting Seeds podcast. Are you a seed guy, Dylan?
2: Used to be when I was a little kid. What was your
1: <laughs> favorite flavor of seeds?
2: It was the Nature Valley, uh,
1: the ranch. Ranch, man. See, you know, I Entry really. I, so I do seeds. Like, my daughter plays competitive softball, so I have seeds, you know, on the sideline. And they always do all these crazy flavors, man, like hot sauce and all kind of stuff, man. I'm just like. Traditional man, because the rest of them be man, like rubbing my yeah. mouth raw or, or something, man.
2: No, when I
3: was literally was always ranch and uh
2: sizzling bacon, sizzling bacon bigs. That was a big one,
3: but they got like so many fl- like spit and seeds. That's the thing, they be showing there's like 100 flavors now,
1: man. Just yeah. give me basic, I'm basic, basic white guy, I guess. Just give me the basic stuff. <laughs> I want Salt.
3: the big, I just want the big league chew still. Like I was five years old, let's go yeah. for real, <laughs>
0: man. So
3: Dylan, man, let's, let's get
0: into this. You know, obviously we got to go to the beginning because I heard the beginning is always a good place to start. So talk to me about where are you from?
2: Uh, From uh, Statesboro, Georgia, about 45 minutes west of uh, Savannah. It's not too far from the side,
0: big city, small city in terms of other cities around it.
2: Yeah. Um, I'd say it was like a bigger town when I was really young. And then as I grew up, I guess it's kind of becoming almost a city now um, with uh, Georgia Southern, how it's gotten a lot bigger. Like, I think we're even getting to Publix, you know, maybe
1: this Uh-oh. year, next year. Oh, that's that's big oh, news. That's <laughs> when you know, you
0: made it. That's <laughs> yeah. big time. Look, let me tell you something. That deli line ain't no joke at Publix. I got to sit through that thing every Saturday, every Saturday, <laughs> but it, anyhow man let, let's get into your family dude obviously from georgia but with your family man we got a lot to unpack you got your your grandfather john k small nfl first round draft pick with the falcons in 1970 he played seven seasons uh had an all-american career at the, the citadel obviously you know you you wear number 66 to honor him uh your brother Pitching for the University of Tampa, shout out Spartans. That's where I'm at. I actually had the the privilege of coaching there for four years, Um, big time there. You know, your cousin Terry Childers or Childers, 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 starting catcher at Georgia, 1990 national championship. Man, like a lot of like lineage. We we meet guys all the time on here, and they have lineage, and and we we always joke, man. Can we borrow some of that talent? Like, y'all don't need all that talent, right? Y'all can give us, yeah, us normal folks just bit. a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> just, just give us a little sprinkle. Give us no, normal folks just a little sprinkle. But, man, uh, let's start with your grandfather. You wear his number, so, you know, tell me a little bit about what he means to you and, and how important it is to, to, you know, carry on the legacy of number 66.
2: Um, it's kind of meant more and more as I grew up. Like, when I was younger – I like going to their going to grandparent's house. All I saw was 66 from his jerseys, um, just different stuff when he played. And I never kind of understood why. Um, like when I was younger, I never had like a, my number um, per se, but uh, when I was really young, about, gosh, 12 or so, I first heard his story of kind of how he got 66. Um, it was originally his, one of his best buddies in high school's number. And then um, he ended up passing away through some tragedy. Um, Can't remember all the details, but he kind of took it over to kind of carry on and like keep playing through his buddy. And uh, that was just something, I guess to me, it's more of a carry on my grandfather's legacy of kind of who he was a person, how he was to everybody and kind of the things he did for people um so that's kind of why i've kind of kept up with it
0: so uh, it's got to be special every time you 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 see that jersey you see the number and then it kind of really gives like importance and you know it it makes the game you know seem smaller and and makes the message make it you know more clear more broad of why you put that jersey on every day and the just the fortunate ability to be able to do it so I man that's really neat that you you're carrying that on um you know, I want to move now to, to Dylan um, uh, to to talk about your, your cousin. Obviously, out of your cousins, you, your brother, your cousins, your grandfather, who who would you consider in their prime to be the best athlete?
2: Oh, gosh. Um, I see you got to go with the oldest, my granddad. Because, um, gosh, he was a tank. He was a... Like six two, six four, two forty. Ran a four two. I like to believe that's where I kind of got some of my size, but uh, I don't have that speed. Yeah, like are you the t- are two? you.
3: Yeah, are you the t- are you the tallest in your family? That's what I need to know.
2: Yeah, well, in my like, uh, I guess immediate family. Um, some of my cousins might be taller, but I'm not really. sure. Sh- I think I'm the tallest actually. That man said some of them. A bit.
1: But like, the thing I guess, is, I'm 6'1", and I think I'm the tallest person in my but then, family. He's, like, 6'6". Six six. <laughs> they might be taller.
3: <laughs> That's what i say. If they are taller, they're fucking seven foot tall. I mean, well, it's, I
2: guess my dad's um, – or I guess my cousin on my dad's side, he's actually taller than me. He's about 6'6". Six six. He actually played basketball in Florida for a little bit before just finishing, like, Coast Guard, I think. But
0: being, being as, as – I mean, obviously, you're – you're an incredible, an athlete. You, you're, you're a big dude. Like, you know, at what point did you know? Did you realize that you had a gift in baseball, or were you a multi-sport athlete where you were like, "Oh, let me dabble in all these other things because I'm I'm big. I got some athleticism. I can do some Or was it strictly baseball out the gate, and that's
2: it? Uh, when I was younger, I played everything. Just uh, I actually loved, believe it or not, I loved soccer for a while. And then I play a little bit of football, but um, the running from the soccer kind of went away fast once I grew a little bit. Um, don't do much of that running anymore. Um, but football, it was fun for a little bit, and then just being bigger kind of got boring, so I kind of stuck with baseball ever since like sixth grade.
0: So at what point, you know, on the, on the baseball diamond do you go, man, I got something special, and I think this could, you know, maybe give me an opportunity to do it at the next level or even to the point where I think I could get paid to do this.
2: Right. Um, When I was really young, everybody kind of always said that I was so talented I could do this or do that. And when I was younger, I just thought it was just like kind of same old sort of bullshit. You just kind of just say sort of thing, just like with young kids. But um, I was never like the, I was sort of always one of the better ones, but never the best sort of thing. Like I knew there was somebody else better out there in my age, sort of say. Um, And then kind of being a chubbier um, freshman, kind of freshman, sophomore year of high school, I dropped down weight and just put in a lot of work and kind of taught myself how to be disciplined and just kind of do the right stuff. Um, I think that was the biggest part where I realized that, hey, I can actually do this. and maybe get a little better at it.
1: Yeah, so speaking of when you kind of get into high school and start really working hard, you you begin the prep career at Statesboro, and then you move over your final two seasons at Georgia Premier Academy. What was the reason for the change? You move, or was it baseball-related? I know my know. Um,
2: my dad actually started Georgia Premier Academy with two of our coaches that we had, um, Gene, Re- Gene Reynolds and Gary Cates. So that started my sophomore year kind of fall, or no, Junior year fall um, is when we first got all the facilities built and got all the um, international guys in and some other domestic guys around the country. So I practiced with them all day long all fall. Then once the season came around, I decided to go back with my buddies. Um, but after seeing like start of the season, you kind of realize that the environment year around, it was, hey, let's get better every single day and then it flipped over once I got to play to the high school. It was like just hanging out with your buddies. There's no uh, kind of aspirations, I guess, to the same degree. So I just kind of had to make the choice to just go play the entire season at Georgia Premier.
1: No, absolutely. So as a as a senior, you go four and two, uh, four five two ERA, nine starts for Coach Gene Reynolds, as you mentioned. Registered forty two strikeouts and thirty one innings on the twenty nineteen team that goes thirty two four and one. How we having ties in baseball, man? I
2: can not even I can't even remember. Couldn't tell you. Daniel, <laughs> I mean Daniel, Daniel, how do you feel about yeah. that? Yeah.
3: You're the one that says there is the reason you don't yeah. like certain sports that's a, with ties.
0: That's a typo. <laughs> that's why that's why he don't remember. That's that's <laughs> the the sports information department is is, you know, they made a mistake.
1: They made a mistake. So, so, but Dylan, you come <laughs> obviously coming from Georgia. Ton of talent in that state. Who is the best guy that you faced in high school when you're pitching?
3: Oh gosh, uh,
2: I didn't know it at the time, but I remember um, what's the what's that Joker's name? Uh, Riley Green. Because like once I figured out who he was, I went back and thought about it. I remember striking them out twice on outside changeups, which I never threw changeups in. Um, but I'd say that one in high school was the best batter I faced.
1: Oh, absolutely. So, at what point did you start getting attention from college, and what was your first college offer?
2: Uh, I say the first college offer was East Georgia College, which is uh, like 15 minutes from Statesboro. Um, just a little juco, and then out of high school, all I had was. Division one wise, Eastern Kentucky, um, NCCU, and then like two Florida D2s that are pretty, pretty dominant down there, and then uh, JUCOs. So I wasn't really, a, I guess, a typical SEC player at uh, a
1: high school. Well, so you said they were one of your few D1 offers, but what made you choose Eastern Kentucky to start?
2: Kind of the connection I got with the uh, the head coach, uh, Coach Thompson, the assistant coaches, the pitching coach, kind of, it just felt right. Um, I remember having a conversation with Sean Cole, the pitching coach, um, one day, and it was kind of like a, I just had a feeling that this is where I feel comfortable with and this is what I want to go for.
1: Yeah, so, so getting into that, you go you, 0-0 record, 2.25 ERA and three appearances, three strikeouts and one walk in four innings, obviously helped the team to a 12-2 and two record uh, for the t- season that was shortened due to COVID. Um, how, did that, how did that first year go for you? What did you feel like, even though it was shortened? I mean, were you getting into the stride yeah. when it all kind of stopped?
2: Um, actually, sort of, no. Because um, all fall, I was kind of hurt because of my back, um, which I still have the same injury. It's like I have two fractured pars, or both pars of my L2 are fully fractured. Um, so I spent all fall not throwing, rehabbing that. And so the, the day our season got cut, I just I pitched my like third appearance, I think second or third appearance, um, and that was kind of it. So then I just got to go home and to the academy and just train by myself and figure everything out.
1: So a lot of guys we talked to a lot of guys when that season got cut, and I think, and they can correct me if I'm wrong but almost 100% of them have said that they were literally on a bus when the season got canceled. Where were you at?
2: Uh, it it kind of came in stages. It was weird because um, we were playing at the time. I had just pitched, just came out the game, sitting in the bullpen, Then somebody, like, looks at their phone or something um, for a second and sees, like, we're going online, online classes for two weeks. Then, like, an inning later, it's like, okay, for the rest of the years online. Another inning. Um,
1: Everybody go home, you ain't coming tried. back.
2: And then, like, season's getting kind of like, we just don't know what's going on. And it just keeps getting worse and worse. We're like, All right, I guess it's over.
1: Yeah, so you mentioned that you kind of go home and train. Obviously, you get to play in a uh, summer league for the Seminole County Snappers in the Florida Collegiate Summer League. Go 1-0 with a point six zero ERA and five starts. So – you tallied 23 strikeouts on 15 innings to earn FCSL honors. Um, what's going So, is the back you rehabbed? or you betting? Obviously, you still have it now, so it's not all the way better. But what was about the summer league that kind of got you pitching where you think you should be?
2: Um, I kind of made jumps um, over the break. So, out of high school, I was 88-91. And then coming back from kind of my back issue in the fall, I kind of made some mechanical changes and changes kind of in my workout to um, take care of my back. And then my first out at EKU, I was one to four. Um, and then through the training back home and throwing live A-Bs. So I sort of kind of did my own little season with um, some of our hitters there. And then started to keep making jumps. The next thing I know, I'm three to five, um, up to 98 um, in the summer league. Um, that That summer was probably, I guess, one of the more monumental times of my career where I kind of I actually made a name for myself to a degree.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. So you kill it in, in the summer league. So when does or how does Northwest Florida State come into play?
2: Uh, I talked to them at a high school um, and then obviously went to EKU. Then after the season or kind of middle of the season, the summer, I decided into the portal had a couple SEC schools call, um, kind of more talking for the year after that. Um, And then just most JUCOs in Florida and um, kind of some of the better JUCOs in the nation. And then just kind of with my relationship I had at a high school, um, just another situation where it felt right.
1: Absolutely. So when you get there, you know, we've had one of your former teammates on here, also, you know, most outstanding player of the College World Series, Dylan DeLuca. What did you think about that guy when you first met him? And, and be honest with us here, Dylan. It's a safe space.
2: Oh, I've told him this a million times. I'm not worried about that. Um, <laughs> well, as
1: big as you are and as little as he is, I don't think you should
2: be. <laughs> no, no, it was, it was weird uh, in the beginning down there. Um, I wouldn't say we got along in the beginning, but it was just, I was there for one reason, like one purpose. That was all I was trying to do. Nothing really else, nothing more. Um, gosh, I guess he probably talked about it some, um, but he made a couple little changes in himself. And then we kind of got together, kind of went through the process together of just working out together, conditioning in the morning, 7 30, I'm going to go wake him up. Um, and we just kind of bonded and just got closer and closer.
3: Look, you tried that. You tried, yeah. He tried to make sure he didn't say anything wrong, Randy. He doesn't know. Dylan came on here was an open book, like Lucia was telling us all his screw ups in Northwest Florida. Yeah,
1: he 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 definitely said he had a lot of growing up to do, <laughs> and that he had to mature a lot and and you know kind of be look yeah. in the mirror a little bit.
2: No, he but, definitely did, and then but he definitely made a big adjustment, and I think it paid off a lot.
1: Yeah, obviously. So at, at Northwest Florida State, you post a six and two record, three point eight ERA and twelve starts, two complete games, seventy-seven strikeouts, twenty-eight walks, and sixty point one innings. You're named all panhandle conference second team, helped the Raiders go 32 and 17. You advanced to the Region 8 tournament, participated in the MLB combine, combine excuse me. So I mean you're projected as a top three-round pick, ranked as high as 114 as Baseball America's top 500 prospects in 2021. So you had success and had that draft proje- projection. How did you end up at the University of Georgia?
2: It was a situation just like the last two decisions um, I had to make. Um, it was kind of better on myself to maybe Go to Georgia, get the opportunity to play in the SEC under Sean Kinney, and just um, try to get try to go even even further. Um, it was we had something we wanted. I was perfectly content if I didn't get that to go to the SEC. So it was kind of a win-win situation on my side.
1: Yeah. So last question. So obviously you were you were draft eligible, right? Before you went to Georgia? Yeah. So you're yeah. draft eligible, but you thought, you know, hey, I got to look, make some changes, go play in the SEC. Was that always kind of the allure? Did you want to pitch in the SEC from the jump out of even in high school?
2: Uh, no, I was never really that that kid. Um, just want to go out there and throw a baseball. Doesn't matter who's in the box uh, or who's in the field. Um, just that that wasn't that wasn't something that kind of lured me in. Um, just another situation that felt right. That turned out better than I could ever think of.
3: Man, so let's, you know, let's cut into it, man. You you go to Georgia. First of all, like, you know, you say it wasn't, uh, you know, something that you were striving for necessarily. But, I mean, what's the feeling like? I mean, you've been at Western, Virginia, you've been at, uh, you know, Northwest Florida, like, but now you're in the SEC, you're at Georgia. What's it like, especially, you know, being a kid from Georgia, you know, stepping on campus, actually knowing that you're uh, an athlete there? Uh,
2: just another day.
3: Just another I day. Know, just,
2: just it was just like just another school. I mean, it was definitely cool. Um, kind of once I got there, I I was honestly worried in the beginning that I wasn't gonna like Athens as a city, um, because I'm not like a bigger city guy. Uh, but I know. It was good, but I just wanted to get out there and throw some more.
3: Yeah, no doubt. So. You know, let's get to it, man. Your first start is a weekend starter. Um, You know, you go out there, do your thing, but then your second start, you know, you get hurt, man. Early in the season, I mean, it's obviously got to be devastating. Tell us, you know, what happened.
2: Gosh. Uh, So, we go over to Greenville, South Carolina, warming up. Everything's feeling really good. Um, As I'm long tossing. Then as I come in, doing pull-downs, Kind of something in the back of my tricep just isn't feeling right, Um, and I was like, whatever, felt it a thousand times. Um, Get to the pin, my arm is going like slack halfway through the arm motion, and then um, kind of slamming curveballs, popping curveballs in the air, hitting the batter we have standing in, slamming fastballs. Um, I couldn't, I can't remember now, because I guess it was just like an overwhelming kind of just pain in the arm when I wasn't moving. But uh, then I was like, whatever, we're too late now, warmed up, so I get into the game. Uh, I can't throw a strike to save my life. And then I'm calling off pitches to try to throw splitters because I was like, can't throw the curve ball. Like I can't finish the pitch, can't throw fastballs, can't throw sliders. I was like, maybe I can just flip splitters in there. the next thing you know, I'm getting hit around. Then I'm walking guys, and uh, Kenny comes out saying I can't call off pitches anymore. I was like, "Brother, I'm just trying to survive out here. <laughs> this thing's about to fall off." But um, when I, I finally get out of it, uh, and then end up trying to go out for the second inning, and I have to make two pitches to the backstop, and was like, "Yeah, I got to go." But uh, that was probably one of the harder harder moments to deal with. And then I had to
3: sit through a four-and-a-half-hour game. It was the longest day of my life. So, like, based upon the way you're describing it, it almost sounds like, I mean, you knew you needed to come out. Like, I mean, did you ask to come out at any point, or you were just like, I'm going to tough this thing out, see what I can do?
2: Um, In the beginning, I was like, I'll tough
3: it out. Like, I get through it.
2: dealt with stuff before um, between innings. Uh, I was throwing with a sock on, um, kind of this black sock with a ball inside, just kind of keep warm in the dugout. I was throwing, trying to throw the thing as hard as I could. And I was like, it's either going to, something's going to pop, and I'm going to feel fine, or something's going to pop, and we can go deal with that. Um, nothing was happening, it kept on getting worse. I was like, I got to tell him, um, be kind of like selfish and kind of mess everybody else up. And as I'm walking to uh, go tell him, one out happens, two out happens. I'm like, well shit, like don't have time to get somebody warm now. I gotta go out there. Um,
3: so and- but I mean, based upon the injury and the way I understand things, it probably was already a done deal anyway. So it probably didn't hurt you anymore just to go out there and throw and throw those. It sounds like you were already toast.
2: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent I was
3: toast. So, you know, we were talking about your size earlier, and I told these guys about it when um, we were hanging out in Atlanta. I mean, it's a big-ass scar because you're a big-ass dude. Um, you know, <laughs> but, you know, we talked about the recovery. Um, but obviously, for those who don't know, like, what was the recovery time that they gave you? Just, you know, general estimate based upon your injury.
2: Um, without surgery went, and I guess we described, like, how – Big, my forearm muscles were in the things so he had to move around. They were looking more along the lungs of like along the lines of 13 to 18 months.
3: And so, you know, you know, when I talked to you in in Atlanta, you know, it was just a week before the draft. You were very confident, even with your injury, um just with the talent you had, with who you had talked to. That you know. You were confident in being drafted and in your draft status, and you were correct because you were obviously drafted in the 13th round by the New York Mets. Um, You know, what were the nerves like going into the draft? Because you were confident when you spoke to me. Were you really that confident in, you know, your abilities and what they thought about you, or were you more nervous than you presented yourself?
2: i said leading up to it, it was the confidence came from knowing that if something didn't happen that I wanted to happen, I'm back in Athens that um, Georgia where kind of a, the first real place that I've felt like I'm really at home. Um, so I was like, say hey, it didn't happen. I'm, I'm cool with it. Um, let's get after the next year.
3: Yeah, no doubt. But you, I mean, when we talk, you, it, you made it sound, Hey, I ain't going to be back at Georgia. And that's why when I saw you come off the board, I said, my well, man, a well, man knew he, <laughs> he talked to somebody or he, he knew he was going. So you get that call from the Mets, man. And, uh, you know, how exciting is it? Where were you at, man? Give us, the, give us the story.
2: Gosh, it was me, my parents, and my girlfriend, Brooke, at the Lake House. Um, it was, I don't know what the time it was, but we were just literally sitting there playing cards at the table, playing Uno. Um, I think my parents and everybody else around me was more, like, nervous and worried than I was. Um, and going back and forth, making calls, and then um, – my agent calls me, so I'm not gonna take on the next pick. I said, "Okay, well just you know, just let me know." I hung up the phone, um, kept on playing cards. I was like, it was it was it was a long two days before I was like, I want to give them a little excitement, like it'd be a little better. Uh-huh. Um, so next thing you know, like says so around the pick, um, my name, and like everybody kind of froze for a second. And my mom like looks at the TV, she was like holy shit, like, that's you. That's your name. I was like, yeah, you know. Then um, they freaked out for a second. And then my dad was like, you knew, didn't you? I was like, yeah, I just want to give that to her. Let yeah. her have her excitement.
3: <laughs> yeah, that, that third day is so funny because I was listening to it while I was working out when you, when you were called. And because they were popping them off so quick when you're at that point, like, it's like you – It's you, just kind it, of the background. Right, like you get excited yeah. for like 20 seconds and then the next pick comes across and like – it's like, oh, man, like, I didn't even get a chance to even, like, text nobody yet. The next pick's already across. So, yeah. um, but, you know, we talked about it before the episode. I've seen the video today um, in regards to your recovery process, man. You said you, you threw the ball today um, for the first time. Um, just talk to us about what that felt like and, you know, just what all you did today and, and how good you're feeling.
2: Uh, the past, like, two weeks, I've been feeling really good. Um, it's recovering very well, like, after kind of my heavier days, Um, and I was just, I guess, being here with the Mets now and their rehab team, um, they've done a great job in making me feel very comfortable in my strength that I've kind of rehabbed back. Um, so it wasn't like, it wasn't like a nervous, it was a little excited, but I was like, well, just one little step. And then I got six months until I get on the mound. Um, so I kind of just flipped the switch to putting my eyes on that. And then I was thinking, I was like, something's going to happen. I mean, like, I'm going to throw it over their head on the first throw. Just something. And then um, once I slammed it, I was like, well, I guess I got that over with. <laughs> and the next couple just fought, uh, set him in the chest after that. And I was like, did we really have to slam the first one?
3: Hey, man, yeah, go, go ahead and get it out of the way in the beginning. But, yeah, uh, but no, I seen the video. Uh, obviously, didn't see the slam, but saw the rest. Looked like uh, looked like you felt good and were throwing good. And so, man, um, uh, you know, as you continue to go through this process, uh, I know you'll uh, you'll continue to get uh, feeling better and throwing better every day. And man, I know six months is a long time, but uh, it'll be just around the corner before you know it. But I got to ask you a question, man. You're a Georgia native uh, drafted by the Mets. They're in a heated race with the NL East and the NL East with Atlanta. You know, uh, I don't even know if Atlanta is necessarily your hometown squad, but most people from Georgia usually Atlanta Braves fans. You know, uh, who's going to win that race, man? We want to get your prediction on it. Mm. I mean,
2: I got to go with the Mets now. But uh, funny thing is all my buddies and people I know in Athens, back home, everybody that knows something about baseball and that are Braves fans, I oh, congratulations, love you, go Braves, like, Mets suck, um, <laughs> like, you got to get traded, this or that, I was like, well, sorry I can't make you happy, but I'm happy over here.
3: <laughs> I mean, when you think about the Mets organization, you know, we, we've we been talking about it regularly, when you, when you talk about Scherzer and DeGrom, and then, you know, the Mets draft you and Blade Tidwell, like, I mean, if everything pans out for you guys, man, like... Hey, the Mets just keep getting richer when the in the arms department.
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's no, been pretty cool to watch. Um, and I think I have a different point of view than the rest of the draft, the, the rest of the draft class because it's guys that I'm around um, coming from Double AA, A, Triple A, High A, big league. So I've been able to kind of sit there and listen, kind of gain like a lot of experience through them um, that I think is going to help me out a good bit. So it's been a good time.
0: Man, what a incredible experience, man, and a a great organization to play in and, and, you know, rehab and and pick the brain of some of the best uh, pitchers that are going to be coming up. And, you know, obviously you see from the from the big league club, like they they got when it comes to arms, they got they got two of the best. So, man, before we get you out of here, we got to we got to play a game, man. That's how we do it. That's how we close it out. You ready?
2: Let's see what you got.
0: All right, man, it's called this or that. I'm gonna give you two options. All you gotta do is pick one option or the other. Very simple, just be decisive. Don't say both, and don't say neither. Just pick one. We'll, we'll keep in mind. Right. All right. Question one: Would you rather lose sleep or skip a meal?
2: Lose lose sleep.
3: I knew he's gonna hey. And Daniel, I put that on there with
2: <laughs> reasoning
3: that my man eats a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Man,
2: you sleep Man. and I'm dead, anyways. <laughs> All
0: right. So uh, originally, I, I'm I'm changing this question. I, I I had a had a request for a question that said werewolves or vampires. I'm getting rid of that question. I got an even better question for you. All
2: right.
0: Who wins in a fight? A gladiator or a Viking?
2: Oh, I thought for a second. I thought you were gonna say who's gonna win a fight, me or Jim, and I was like. I think you can let him answer that. Um, <laughs> what, did we fight you
3: in or something? Did I miss something? No, I'm
2: just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs>
0: I'd
3: I <laughs> I
2: go it. with Gladiator. I love 300.
3: Yeah, that's decent. Well, he, He's got a wrong answer there, too. So, wow, well, that's coming from the guy who secretly
0: wishes he was a glad, uh, Viking.
3: <laughs> so, would you
0: rather have no company or be surrounded by bad company?
2: Oh, no company every time. He roller you. He
0: just
3: lied to you, Daniel.
0: I, I know he went to Atlanta with you, so I know what kind of company <laughs> that is.
2: I didn't have the option there. It was a
3: uh... me and Delucia. Oh. Define, me and Delucia define bad company.
0: Ba- basically, he just <laughs> said he he accepted a pity invite for you. Like he just no, felt bad for you, just sympathy.
2: No, I'm saying I had to be around him when I was there. Yeah, true. Nobody would pick that.
0: I'm sorry you had to deal with that all weekend. It was it was, it
2: was a great time.
0: I've dealt with many of weekends like that, and I I know exactly how it goes down. So, um, <laughs> bless bless you for for putting up with that. But I appreciate it. Next question: roller coasters or water slides?
2: Roller coasters.
0: Would you rather be in intense pain for an hour and then it's over with, or dull pain? All day long.
3: Oh gosh. I say dull all day long. Well, as you the older mean, you I get, numb. you're gonna
1: live that. Yeah, it's, it's,
3: <laughs> I got well, a broken back already.
0: He has say what I'm dangerous saying. he's got. He's got it already. <laughs> yeah. Would you rather attend a concert or sporting event?
2: You said I couldn't say neither.
0: Can't say neither.
3: Can't say both. The fact that he wants to say neither of that question throws me though <laughs> I
2: guess I guess concert well who
0: who yeah. are you going to who are you going to see?
2: I don't know. we'll figure that out um I don't even know
1: what's your favorite genre of music?
2: See that's where the twist comes in. I kinda listen to everything. I don't know I have like a favorite I mean, I mean what do you like country song? music? My walk up song was a remix of. Um, the purge sirens, like an EDM remix of it.
1: Wow!
3: I only got to hear it
2: one single time, and I was so happy for it. Dude,
3: that's badass. I, I'm I'm a bigger
1: fan now. But go ahead and ask that Randy. <laughs> I'm
3: curious to know if he likes country.
1: Do you like country music, Dylan? It's a difficult kind of thing. uh
2: It's really not. Yeah, no, yes. No, it, it is, no. agree. <laughs> because growing up, that's all I heard. I don't like listen to it in my free time but i know most every country song
1: okay fair enough it's
2: so like i'm not gonna listen to my own but like if it's on i'm not gonna like complain too much about it
0: true i'm i'm like that I, I i get you
2: um would you rather be a hero or a villain a villain they have all the cool shit
0: who's your favorite villain and don't say jim cross
3: Damn, you told me under the bus a lot this episode.
1: Uh favorite villain. Why is it Dylan Delucia? Yeah. <laughs> I think he's more of like the uh,
2: a little Robin um <laughs> sort of scenario. That's, that's fucking perfect. I kinda like uh gosh, what's his name? Um Kingpin from like Marvel.
3: There you go. That's a all right. I, I mean answer. it fits, it, it fits because there's a big guy picked a big guy. I mean, I'm not surprised.
0: All right. Big question. It's a serious question. I need you to think. Who has better hair? You or your brother? Oh shit. That's a good that's <laughs> I hear I know people. This this isn't a lot of video, but I urge people to go on Instagram at Dylan underscore Ross sixty six. Look at his hair. Look at Dylan's hair. Look at the flow. It's nice. It's 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 not too long. It's it's got a flow to it. It's it's quite majestic. However, the next thing I need you to do is then go to the University of Tampa baseball roster and look up Dalton Ross. Now, you want to talk about a head of hair? That's
2: a good head of hair, man. Like,
0: so <laughs> whose hair is better?
2: If I could choose, I'd say his. Like, I, if I could choose which one to have, I'd have his.
3: Oh, I'm uh, looking at it right now because I didn't, I hadn't seen it until you said something. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You, you're losing this one.
2: That's what I'm saying. Because mine's a pain in the ass because, like, say if I lay down or something like, my hair's all fucked for the day. Um, and, like, I have to dry my hair. I can't just, like, get out of the shower if I can just get. Dawn's um, just curly, and it just, like, stays like that all day. I don't understand it. I I, I picture
0: gotcha. I picture your brother just getting out of bed, and it's, like, this slow-motion montage, and he just shakes his head to the right and then to the left, and it just falls in place.
2: Yeah, then, like, a robe kind of just, like, comes down his arms as he
3: yeah. walks, <laughs> look, walks look, away. Randy, I don't know if you've looked at it yet, but he makes Beck look bad, bro.
1: I mean, it's, it's well, a nice set of hair. <laughs> Beck cut all his hair off, so. I know. That's, that's
3: a sin within itself.
0: All right, Dylan, last question. We'll let you bounce, man. Would you rather betray your best friend or go to jail for a crime that you didn't commit?
2: A crime I didn't commit
0: every wow. time. Man, I'm going to tell you this. I ain't, I ain't going to jail for nobody for no reason, especially if I didn't do, do it. I'm so, dying I Both mean, y'all out.
2: Oh, it depends how you look at it. it could look, you could look at it as like an opportunity.
0: An opportunity for what?
2: You're not fucking somebody over. You're like, you're helping somebody out. But at the same time, like, you're about to be around bunch of random people. You don't know who you're going to meet.
1: I mean, you may I not don't be- think you're going to be meeting scholars and shit in there. I, you, I'm just going to be honest. You, you may don't, not don't have to, you know, you, you,
0: you may know not.
2: That.
0: Yeah, you may not be fucking anybody over, but you might get fucked over.
1: <laughs> and you also said that you'd rather have no company than bad company. What if you get a Ooh. shitty cellmate? Oh, oh he's going to have that problem then. <laughs> <laughs> See, at, the, at the size you are, that's that's like an option for you. I'm not six, six, you know, Weigh whatever you do. Look, hey, regular regular dudes, man. And a funny regular story dudes. that I
3: didn't tell you guys, man, every time we would go to take pictures in Atlanta, dude was next to me. And I was like, seriously, <laughs> find somebody else to stand next to. Like, I mean, I started to get a complex for real, but I can understand why he didn't stand next to Delusia because, I mean, then you had really big and really small. So, like, I mean, it made sense.
2: <laughs> no, I was, you know, I was waiting for the uh, – I guess uh, one podcast I did, you asked the question, was it, like, five years in a coma or 10 years no 10 years yeah. in a coma or five years in jail yeah that's yeah. your answer that's, that's it. That the question yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought about that so many times yeah you know, i was like well if they ask me like I-, I gotta have a good answer i would say the jail every time or the prison you can just go in there and run that thing for um five years like come out on top not wasting my man time is
3: confident it. going to jail i <laughs> dig it
2: Look.
0: But,
3: but Daniel, he's different that because stopped. but Daniel, but Daniel, look, we, we keep bringing up a size, but some of the guys that have said it to you, we talked about it. They looked like I mean they, they couldn't win a fight to save their life just because they could throw a baseball. This is a different this is a different cat right here.
0: There's not
2: a... who knows maybe I'm I, just I'm, I'm
0: at a, I'm at a loss, man. Hey, hey, <laughs> more more power to you. you you're willing to go to jail for a crime you didn't commit and you're willing to go there voluntarily and, and, and not take a 10-year a nap. Like, you're, you're picking jail over a nap, essentially. I don't, I don't what, do a what, what I uh, like
3: is he's the first guest to say that he listened to a previous episode to find out about a question so he could think about it. I like that.
2: Hey, I mean, you got to know, you
0: know. Yeah, absolutely. I respect <laughs> it. I respect it. Don't agree with it, but I respect it. Dylan, <laughs> anything you want to plug or promote before you get out of here?
2: Um, no, I got nothing for you besides, uh, I am curious if you're actually any good at cornhole, Randy.
1: Very, very fucking good. I, Dylan. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying it like that. Don't you, take it You like just, that. Ex- no, 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 I'm not, I'm not. I'm not.
3: No. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm going to put it to you. I'm going to put it to you like this, uh, Dylan, you may not remember, um, but I carried you a lot, even though you were good. Um this, and
2: this
3: Randy Rand- mixed up and Randy <laughs> and Randy hurts my feelings every time we play. I'm just gonna put it so you like that. One time I scored five points on him because he wasn't paying attention right out the gate. And so he decided to make like 20 consecutive in the hole and just make me want to cry. Well,
1: because he like this is what happened, Dylan. You know, you were around him enough. So you know he scored the five and he's like, shit, this T works, son. Huh? And I'm like, What? <laughs> I said, All right, well, he ain't scoring again, and then he's like, Shit, bet. I'm like, bet. If, if hey Randy, if he lies on me though, dude, I was hitting
3: shots and calling them and running circles around this bar, man. Like, w- w- that, as a matter of fact, don't let him lie to you on this. Him I'm and Delucia Delu- made like five hundred dollars on the side betting on
1: games. Dylan, you know, I'd we, love, I'd love to be your partner, dog. We we can be partner up. We can play whatever you want to do, man. You let me know. See, I, no,
2: I was just getting so I didn't say a single negative thing about it. He got defensive, no. which that makes you <laughs> want to think that, like you know, maybe he didn't do it. They get him a
1: job. <laughs> like, bro, <laughs> that's that's kind of true. I kind of like <laughs> you're like deep thinking this shit, Dylan. I kind of dig it. No, we only you know, got once,
0: <laughs> we only got one story, and Randy, we heard the same story over and
3: over. Randy, would I like, ta-
1: it's crazy.
3: Randy, <laughs> would I have texted you immediately in real time if I wouldn't have really killed it? Like, no, he was definitely was proud filming. of his
1: efforts, that's for sure. He was proud of his efforts, Dylan. I gotta be honest. I mean, he definitely talked about that. You were pretty good though, but you were just throwing it. Like, straight in. And now that you, you gave me your response about why waste time, I kind of dig it. But this game's going <laughs> no, to have to happen
2: I didn't want to take away the fun from people we were playing. So, like, it, it wasn't going well for them from the get-go. <laughs> it was like, you know, I'm just sitting there having a conversation, just flicking the thing. He's scoring. He's getting pissed at me because he's scoring and I'm not. And I'm like, no, no, hey. no.
3: I got pissed because you purposely, because <laughs> you went over twenty one twice and laughed about it. And Hold up. Make...
1: First of all, nobody in the free world plays bust rule. Like we, we were, we were
3: at a bar that wasn't ours making the rules. We were beating them at, at, at their rules. But the point was, he would go over and he'd laugh. And you know how I am. I'm like, are you serious? And he'd just laugh it off and be like, we'll just do it again. I'm like, it could be over right now.
2: And then we kept on doing it, and then we got to the point where nobody would come play us. Then when they did, you had to, like, keep it a little fun for a little bit, you know?
1: Yeah, I dig it. You, like – We didn't lose a single game. You kill them softly, man. That's how it goes. Yeah, you know, you don't hurt the feelings. Well, I mean, you're, like, a professional at something, so I'm not – so when I got a chance to kill them, I go straight for the throat. (laughs)
3: Well, this it, game's it, it, gonna have to happen now, y'all. Like, I'm gonna have the uh, y'all have to partner up and go against each other. Y'all can't be on the same team. Where, I
2: mean, where, I'll be where, up in Athens during the off season, so just let me let, know. Let's go. <laughs> oh, it's going
0: down. <laughs> let's go.
1: Where are you? Hey, where, so where the, where are you at now during the season?
2: I'm down in uh, Port St. Lucie.
1: Sounds like a great reason. <laughs> yeah, but
0: tell you what, what is? Bad. I can tell you where it's not at. Or st lucy
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's it's a a weird spot but it's not too bad i guess
0: hey you get to do what you love man you got people taking care of you so appreciate that at least um dylan man anything man you got for us along the way let us know we'll put it out there anything you want to promote we got you we hopefully can get you on you know as you move through this rehab journey we we get you on the mound, get you on the bump, you know, and get your feedback and see where things are, things are at. But we wish you nothing but the best. And, you know, we're looking forward to good things from you, man.
2: Yeah. I really appreciate it. Let me know. I'll be back anytime.
0: Absolutely. That is Dylan Ross. Everybody go to Instagram at Dylan underscore Ross 66 at Mets M E T S. Check them out. Follow them. If you like hearing his story or you just like hearing us average shows, talk X's and O's, please like and share the podcast on Facebook. Retweet us on Twitter. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. As always, comments, ratings, and feedback is always welcome. Once again, we'll be back next week. Episode 10 coming at you. We're going to shift gears. We're going to talk Arkansas soccer with their star, B. Franklin. This has been the In Off the Bench podcast. As always, remember, strong body, sharp minds, grit and grind all the time. We out.